Hello. Would you like to buy a moat? That's not bad. Doesn't okay. come with an alligator, Mr. Walken. Of course. Oh, that was terrible. That last wow. part was bad. That broke down fast. The whole thing was bad, let's be real. Hello, internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you could check out the newest member of the Phantom Podcast Network, who just put their first episode out on the network. Uh, it's called the Don't Go Down That Road Show. Uh, they are a horror podcast who most recently, I think a format of theirs, I'm not that familiar with them, but they like pit some movies against each other. So recently they pit a couple of uh, alien movies that I'd never heard of against each other. Uh, but it sounded like fun. So go check that out. For now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. And we are going to play the rest of this night out in motherfucking peace, Jack. <sighs> And sitting next to Jake is someone else who's gotten gussied up in an almost terrifying guise. It's Mark. What's up, dudes? Yeah, now, Jake, I'm really glad you that I decided to, at the last minute, switch up my way I was going to introduce Mark, because it was that quote for quite a while. Oh, well, that um, would have been a first, so you should have just stuck with it. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I moved it because I was a little worried it was a minor spoiler, uh, which... Uh, I decided to, to, to play cautious with. You, you apparently just threw caution to the wind. Speaking um, of spoilers... Yeah, exactly. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 2013's The Purge, uh, which was Jake's uh, home invasion pick, it I want to say. That is yeah. correct. Uh, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun, and when we do, as Jake mentioned, we will spoil the shit out of that movie, if Jake hasn't already done it. So, fair no, warning that on that. that wasn't a spoiler. Fuck, get out of here. <laughs> but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, all that to do beers for fears. Jake, what are your beers for these fears? Uh, this is a movie that really strikes at the heart of what it is to be an American. So I'm drinking the most American of beers, Bud Heavy, Red nice. Rip Sauce. But I'm in in honor of, of what this movie is on the other side of the fence. Um, I'm drinking it in a really fancy glass. I thought you were wow. going to say that you were going to purge after the. I might also <laughs> purge after I drink all of this. I'm going to get real nice and liquored up, and yeah. then I'm going to purge. I mean, Mark, how about you? Uh, this is, wait, time out. Jake, did that Bud Heavy come in an America can? Uh, no, those aren't a thing not, anymore. Did you buy a, a retro throwback American can? No, Jack. Lame. Lame. Mark, mm-hmm. what are your beers for these opportunity. beers? I could have said uh, yes. Yeah, so this is a relatively hard movie to beer, I would say. My plan A was uh, I saw a, an IPA called Lawless IPA a while back uh, that I had assumed was still in the store. It was not when I went to go there, so <laughs> had to fall back to plan B. I got Alpha Dog uh, by Laughing Dog Brewery. This Interesting. Is, this is a shout-out to the main douchebag prime, the, the guy who's assaulting the house. Seems like an Alpha yep. Dog. That's what I'm bringing to the table this week. He's kind of awesome, though. Yeah, uh, he's I an mean, Alpha Dog. Not really. I like him. <laughs> he's very classist and probably racist. I'm. He's entertaining, Jack. You don't need to bring <laughs> that shit into this. Already. Oh, we're like two yeah, minutes. We'll, we'll be bringing it in. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about that. Here we go. Here we go. Does, does Jack, somebody want to ask me? Jack. Thank you, Mark. No, I don't Jesus give a fuck what you're drinking. Why are you drinking Rainier this week? 
okay, first off, I haven't had Rainier in quite a while on the show. I, I am on drinking the show. Rainier this week. Um <laughs> Because uh, much like this movie, it's uh, it's very nice. It's nothing special, but it's easy to drink, and it's oh. a, it's an entertaining time to get through. I thought you were going to say because much like this movie, you're living in Give Up America. <laughs> no way, man. No way. Uh, also, to pull back the curtain there a little bit, you said that you haven't drunk Rainier on the podcast in quite a while. I would like to quibble with that a little bit because exquisitely, exquisitely quibble with it because frequently you have your beer of choice and then six Rainiers. You just don't announce well, them. Well, that's fine. You just don't got to be blowing up my spot all over the place. I'm usually drinking Rainiers. <laughs> yeah, Mark, what why I'm are you doing for? that? <laughs> Actually, I'm not, no, I'm not okay with that. Okay. Well, look, I don't... Sometimes I get... Oh, are you not okay with me or Mark? Mark. Okay, Aww. yeah. Thank God. Fuck no, I you should defend apologize. yourself anyway, Jack. Because I'm, mean, generally speaking, I'm not okay with you. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, sometimes I get nice beers that I enjoy, and I get sometimes kind of drunk on the show and so the no. the second the second Never. you know through fourth beers are less effective uh, taste wise and enjoying wise than the first so i'm just going with the utilitarian choice after the the first couple of nice beers that's okay. a lot of the times it's a smart play yeah. guys this has been a buttery smooth introduction to the show so far yeah we're killing it we're killing it uh mark but since you're you're so eager to uh, blow up other people's spots what else has been rocking your horror world over the course of the last week I got two. Uh, the first of which is a Netflix movie. Uh, you can stream it right now if you like. It's something that we covered on HRR a while back, and I, I don't know if I actually gave it my um, Dark Horse pick or if I was just kind of aware of it as being in the running for my Dark Horse pick, but I watched The House on Willow Street. Got it. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, you did? No, I didn't watch it. I saw this on Netflix, I should say. Such a deceiving You saw thing. that it was I, available. I'm, I'm aware of its existence. He is cognizant of the fact that it exists, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> He's a wordsmith. Um, <clears throat> so this is this is an interesting movie because it sort of combines... It's a kidnapping home invasion movie combined with a demonic possession movie. Too many things. Alert. <laughs> I don't know. I actually kind of like that. There's a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of stagnation across horror in general, so... Having these interesting, relatively so just do unique... everything. Make a movie where everything happens. I think you can do that pretty nah. well. I mean, don't choose three or four subgenres. Don't you do just what Bleed four. did. Huh? Home invasion. Home invasion is one, and demonic possession is another. That's two. Kidnapping, sort of. Is a, a subset of. Oh, we're getting into the weeds. Um, <laughs> That's what we do. That's the whole reason this exists. <laughs> so, uh, in general, I would say this actually wasn't a very good movie, uh, but I don't think it was because it spread itself too thin. I think there actually is a pretty good amount of like jump scares. They're, they go for the gruesome. I'm pretty sure they're all practical effects of just giant scary dude standing in the shadows type type scares. Uh, but there's sure. also like a healthy amount of terrible CG. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. They also really have to shoehorn in a lot of, uh, like, deus ex machina plot elements, and I, I, I don't know. Overall, I, I think it's an interesting concept. It's it's definitely watchable. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's also not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's I, I would actually recommend it as one of those, like, Friday night movies that you put on at, like, 10. Maybe as, like, the second half of a double feature, something to, like, fall asleep to. <laughs> Glowing recommendation. You're a pretty cool guy, dude. huh, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, it's I don't raucous ever... Friday nights over there um, in Utah. Yeah, you've got me pegged, <laughs> unfortunately. 
drinking a nice uh, glass of rosé, falling asleep halfway through a second horror movie at 10 p.m. I almost said 10 a.m. That yeah. would have been also probably true. There's probably plenty of 10 a.m.s you get dr- you fall asleep after drinking a bunch of rosé. Yeah, you know, you wake up, you pound a bottle of rosé, and then you take your nice mid-morning nap. You say that like it hasn't happened. Did I? <laughs> Did I say it like that? Anyways, I think this movie's notable because of the ability that it has to combine the two genres. I actually do like that approach. Um, and I actually think it provides some relatively new takes on how things can go. Because it changes, you know, sure. different genres of horror movies have different rules in their universe. Sure, sure, so sure. By, combi- by smashing those things together, it's interesting to see what falls out the other side. Okay. The other Soft movie recommend, it sounds like. A very soft recommend, yeah. <laughs> the softest. Uh, Yes. Uh, the other movie I have is A Cure for Wellness. I got this on Blu-ray in the mail, uh, like an old man. Yeah. This is the Gore How many Benstein. Blu-rays was it on? Four? One. I'm sure. <laughs> Good <laughs> spread across multiple discs. So this is a two and a half hour long jaunt. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, And it's about, I mean, so Gore Verbinski, for those of you unaware, also did... Um, the ring he's also done all of like <laughs> another super I think long he's done movie three of the five pirates of the caribbean movies he did uh do you remember that nicholas cage thing about him being a weatherman who like had a bow oh, and arrow for some reason do he also I? did that what do i no what are you talking about i think about? it's called the weatherman it's called the weatherman yeah jesus it was a family drama uh in the most confusing of ways highly recommend that one yeah <laughs> uh so we all kind of well you guys criticized the ring for being very blue green this one is also incredibly blue-green. I mean, he loves it. obviously, I think you can get this from the trailer, that it's really heavily focusing on water. Yep. Yeah. Gore Verbinski has a thing about water, I guess, but uh, I think as a result, you get a lot of these water tones, the blues and the greens, that kind of permeate this thing. Now, I was way down on this movie compared to both of you guys. To me, it just kind of looked like it wasn't really going to build up enough steam or pay off well enough for the long... I don't know. It just didn't look that exciting to me. This is a not... top one for me. I, I was going to say, well, I thought you had it as a top one, Jack, but I guess it was Jake. It was me. Haven't yeah, seen it. I definitely didn't. Um, it. I mean, it definitely is. It's an interesting thing to, to sit through. It's, it's very slowly paced, obviously, <laughs> if it's two and a half hours. And the other thing is it's, it's bordering on horror-ish. It definitely has horror elements built into it, but it's like so thinly spread out that it doesn't like consistently build the dread over the entire, like, the thing about a 90-minute movie is you can be, like, you can have your butthole puckered that entire time, but it's a lot harder to do that for a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Sure, sure, sure. It's high praise from Mark. It was an interesting thing to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually feel like that sounds like a cop-out shitty way to review it, but that's a surprisingly accurate way to describe it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the other thing is it sometimes borders on, like, intentionally weird Okay. You know, okay. Okay. Like not just weird for you know being organically strange and offset and off putting, but like art housey like, weird. Like, like art housey weird. Like, like they sat down and they were like, "This isn't weird. weird enough. We need to write in something that's weirder than this." Neon demon weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. Um, so you hated this movie? No. You hated. It these wasn't parts as bad as movie. Neon Demon. Neon Demon was a special beast of its own. Oh God. I need to yeah. take a Should moment. we talk about Neon Demon for a while? <laughs> no. Do you want My to lovely wife memories? wants to watch that movie. I've been trying to avoid it. Well, I, I highly recommend you watch it and to let me know. Because I feel like 
you might. I mean, going in with the recommendation that I gave it, you probably are going to think that it's better than I let it <laughs> let on. But holy shit, that thing's terrible. <clears throat> this one not as terrible. If you have two and a half hours and you have already watched The Wailing, then give this one a go. I guess. Um, I mean, it's it's a well made movie. It's well acted. Dane DeHaan's the main character. Uh, Lucius Malfoy <laughs> is the is the second main character. Um, so you got some interesting actors in there. It's well shot. It's pretty. Lucius Malfoy's also in uh, The Flash, I think. I think that's him. I never I never saw those Harry Potter movies, but I think he's the in The TV Flash. Show? Yeah. You're talking about the TV show? No. Yeah. That's a different guy. No, no, no. He's not The Flash. He's in The Flash. He plays a character in the later seasons. Oh, okay. This is one I of the think I know who you're thinking about. things we have ever talked about on this podcast. Ever. <laughs> I'll chime we'll back, back to the We'll circle around off air. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking that up. Does uh, either of you guys want to talk about what's been rocking your horror world? Yeah, I'll go. I got some stuff. Um, first one I've got is a podcast. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for good horror podcasts, especially the original fiction ones. Uh, I think those are fucking cool. Um, Archive 81 is one that I kind of just found on a, on a list I found somewhere online. I don't know. I took a stab at it because I had a shitload of yard work to do, so I need stuff to listen to. Um, oh, that's it's the really best. cool. Yard work while listening to horror podcasts is the best thing ever. lovely. Oh, it's so good, yeah. And uh, I I really enjoy it. I I can highly recommend it, at least season one uh, that I listened to. It's a little bit contrived in terms of why it's being recorded. It's it's presented as a found footage podcast. So it's like this guy uh, is like, my friend had this job and now he's disappeared and here's all the tapes he sent me before he disappeared. And the tapes are he has to go to this government cabin in the woods and archive all these old tapes and shit like that and he's listening to them and they have to there's a whole thing about why he has to be recording all the time but he has to be recording all the time and that part if you can get past that part which you can because it is engrossing it's a good story and it's very very well produced and acted um it's it's definitely worth a listen to it's really cool Uh, so definitely check out archive 81 in terms of movies I, i got a couple um the first one is hell house llc uh, finally you got did around it. to watching that. You did yeah. it. Yay. And I echo you guys. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It's really fun. Really good. I mean, I'm not sure I would use the word. I mean, I guess fun sort of fits into we enjoy watching horror movies. But yeah. this movie isn't one that I would go into describing as fun. This is this one <laughs> scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it, it is really scary. And I think what's awesome about it is not enough horror movies just get a an unabashed excuse to use all the fucking horror tropes they want. And the way this movie is set up and presented is just like, yeah, they're making a haunted house. It's just the scariest shit you could possibly imagine all the time. And it doesn't feel unnatural. It's really cool. So that that's a really interesting way to do it. And it, I, I just think it's a great movie. Um, yeah. One of the best I've seen this year. Nice. Too bad it's not from yeah. this year. I know it's from 2016. But anyway, that's available still for free on Amazon Prime if you happen to be a Prime subscriber. Yeah, definitely so. give it a watch. It's yeah. it has that funhouse quality to it for sure. Yeah, yep. it's it's definitely one. worth a watch. One of the, one of the better recent found footage uh, uh, horror movies. The other movie I watched this week, Jake. Yes, Jack. Uh, was because of a bet I lost with you. I don't. It wasn't what a the bet. bet. It was, was more of a game. It was a game of skill, not of chance. And oh, lost. right. We were we you were, were guessing. Our podcast subjects based on the titles of the podcast. Yeah, and you won. Uh, and so you, you picked. Could call it that. Uh, you picked a movie for me. Yeah. Explain what movie I, well, you picked, I picked and why. I picked the Manitou because yeah. this is one of the most bonkers movies I can 
recall having seen. <laughs> like, if I had to think of the biggest, one of the weirdest movies to begin with in terms of why was this made, that then takes a hard acid drop, this is the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just wanted to see how you, of all the people that I know, would react to that whole scenario. Uh, here, here's my one-sentence review of the Manitou. Holy diver, what a stinker. I hate this movie. Elaborate. <laughs> um, or just leave Mark, it like that, actually. I mean, that's that's <laughs> inadequate, Jack. So, I I found no camp value to this whatsoever. The acting really is just camp, way though. too stilted. Uh, it's an hour and 56 minutes long or some well, shit like 70s. that. It's terrible. Uh, mm. the plot is absurd mm. and it's incredibly racist. Well, it's the seventies. Yeah. I it mean, simpler time. Mark, Mark, Mark for trains. your, so you're, I don't think you're aware of this movie, Mark. I am not. Um, the primary villain of, of this movie is, is a native American shaman who is resurrecting himself to avenge, uh, all the Native Americans who died when white people settled the United States. So it's yeah. Lethal Weapon 6? Yeah. He's, he's the villain of the piece. Um, and the other Native American shaman... I'm just going to spoil this movie, because fuck it. <laughs> Spoilers... Um, wait. Okay. Spoilers for the Manitou. Yeah, from okay, 1970-whatever. Um, Seven. He's There's another Native American shaman who jumps in to help them, and he's, his magic is too weak to defeat the Native American shaman. It's only when they pump white people's science through the white woman that the Native American shaman can be defeated in space uh, by meteors shooting out of a bed, and then there's blue light also. It is... There's just a lot happening. It's so funny. But all of it's racist. I like a part where he turns <laughs> into a lizard. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's and by the way, Mark, the the movie the, the premise of the movie is that this woman gets a tumor and inside it's the tumor a there's tumor. a fetus that's protecting itself. Uh and it ends up being this Native American shaman who's resurrected himself as a tumor. It's Jack, not I a tumor, say, Jack. You're doing a really shitty job of talking me out of watching this thing. Yeah, it sounds amazing, it's, doesn't it? I did <laughs> not enjoy it at all. Yeah, it's because you're getting all too sensitive about it. It's just a I wasn't fucking sensitive. weirdo. It's I just a weird was, movie. I was it doesn't get racist till the like end. And it's not even, I just, whatever, dude. It was a slog. I was just waiting for it to be fucking over. And admittedly, I was a little bit delighted when it just went bananas and into space for some reason. That was a surprise. I didn't see the, the that acid coming. drop is is strong with this one. Uh, yeah, but uh, I I'm a I I did not enjoy it. What I a stinker! It. <laughs> to go back, you're you're a fucking idiot. To go back, I picked <laughs> this one exclusively because I remember how I felt the first time I saw that whole sequence where it turns into like lizard shaman Tron in space and i was so astounded <laughs> that i had to know how you feel about it but you really let me down back there you really bitched out i'm on me. sorry buddy i'm sorry maybe i was just in the wrong mood for it probably yeah how about you jake what have you got going on in your horror world well, i'll start with the bad the worst one no i'll start with the bad one the other one's not bad um <laughs> this is the one that i lost in a game of chance jack a bet to you. that's also i mean trivia not really chance uh eh, it's a game of chance i think you'll find it was the Ouija mm. Possession from 2016. Yep. Now, yep. recap for the non-eagle-eared listener why I had to watch this one. Absolutely. You lost a bet based on when the song uh, by Rusted Root, uh, T- Send Me On My Way, came out. Send me on uh, my way. On my way. You Send got it wrong. So I, I uh, In fairness, into... I was less right. I wasn't wrong. I mean, you were wrong. 
So were you. No, I wasn't. No, you were. Well, the <laughs> and that, the movie came out in the range of time I picked and yeah. not the range of time you picked. I don't know if so. that's what it, I don't know. Okay, sure. Uh, so I went into our uh, horror release roundup uh, archive, and I picked one of your bottom ones. Yep. I also know you to be a person for whom the kind of just generic supernatural ghost story does less than it does for me. Yeah. Um, in, in my experience, so I thought you'd extra dislike it, and I just kind of wanted to stick it to you a little. Sure. So I, I okay. picked the Ouija Possession. Yeah. <laughs> Purely spiteful pick. Yeah. yeah so mostly. <laughs> as I already let on. I did not find this movie to be good. I found it to be fucking horrible. <laughs> um, on the bright side, I didn't have to pay for it. If you're a Prime member, you can access this movie for free. So after I'm done speaking to that, I believe both of you guys that I'm talking to right now could go and get your hands on this thing. Um, oh, okay. Uh, time maybe time I out will. for a quick second there, because I, one other thing I have to bring up with the Manitou. God, why? Thank God we have some access to a Shutter subscription, because yeah. the, I... I forgot about Shudder for a little while, and I was looking for this movie. The only place I could find to get this movie was a $77 DVD on Amazon.com. Oh, so it's like <laughs> fucking Brain Dead. Great. Would have been totally worth it. <laughs> it's much more expensive than Brain Dead. This movie is definitely worth having. <laughs> Not this, that. So, anyway. We just Sorry to interrupt you. I don't really want to... Sp- I don't know. I don't know if we care about spoiling, because you just shot that wad off while you were talking about the Manitou. Oh, yeah, I spoiled the Manitou. Oh, boy. I mean, generally speaking, this movie is exactly what the title suggests. There are some kids. They're all guidos. Uh, they use a Ouija board and summon like a Night of the Living Dead style zombie that comes and mutilates them while they sit in the basement of their parents' house. Their parents are having like some weird rager. They're like 70-year-olds. Seven-year-old Guidos, and they're having like, how old are the kids? Of, like, like high school seniors, and they're in the basement and of their parents' house. Seventy-year-old parents, and their parents are having like a blowout, like Jesus peace wearing, cigar smoking, bottle in hand, wine in the other blowout. That is not a type of blowout with which I'm familiar. Well, that's what Guidos do, and talk a lot <laughs> about statutory raping the children that are in the basement. Yikes! Um, wow. This is off to a rocky start. Yeah, the blood was watery when it was used. Uh, the acting was worse than watery. I don't have anything good to say about this movie whatsoever. Yay. The music at the very start was actually relatively okay, but then it repeated itself. It like did the intro thing, and that's like where the movie starts, but then it started the same mu- music that was used during the intro, and you're like, okay, I'm out, and then it gets worse from there. I hated it. Do you have any questions Sounds for like me? Sounds like you have fun with it. Do you have any no, I don't. For me? No, that's about the experience I was hoping for. Under what circumstances would you recommend this movie to anyone? Uh, none. None <laughs> circumstances. Okay. There are none. So you're giving awesome. it a two because you're still incapable of giving anything a one? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a one because the music that was used at the start was actually <laughs> relatively okay, and the shot of the zombie crawling up out of the grave was actually also okay because it was practical. Everything was practical, okay. so I'll give them that. Okay. What else you got, though? Uh, I also watched a movie that just came out on Netflix. So, listener, you probably have Netflix because everyone has Netflix. This is Death Note. Oh. So not really yeah. a movie, right? It's a series, isn't it? No, it's a movie. No, it's a movie. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It is an adaptation of a manga, and it's like it runtime's a little over an hour and a half. It was on the long side, but not terrible. Um, this is an Adam Wingard movie, and I got to say, I preferred this effort to what he did Blair Witch last year. Well, I mean, 
the Blair Witch wasn't, I mean, it certainly wasn't the Blair Witch Project, but it wasn't an out-and-out terrible movie. It was pretty bad. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was actively bad. Yeah. It's not a high bar to prefer it to the Blair now, Witch, but it is yeah. a bar. I'd be interested in hearing from people who are familiar with I, I whatever would be canon to the Death Note manga, but I have no background, so for me, I could just watch this as a standalone piece. I get the feeling that it would be something that is very difficult to kind of jam into a movie without losing important aspects, but I did didn't have that have feeling like those, you were missing stuff or not to you... me. Cause I have no idea okay. what those things would be, but I just knowing how these things generally go, I'm feeling like stuff had to be left out and somebody's going to be pissed because everyone's pissed about everything these days. Right? Sure. Um, it was a pretty good movie though. Like, How's well, how's Willem Dafoe do? I he, I mean he as, does as the CG he doesn't it's like a mixture of CG and, and practical I gotta tell you it I I still think the <laughs> I, I gotta tell you I gotta tell you it's not just CG so that's something that's doing right uh, I think he it's does a good job man he doesn't have a ton of screen time but he has a pretty commanding presence a lot of that's the visual aspects but his voice fits with the way they make him look and. It's a. It seems like the type of role that he would do well in, knowing what Willem Dafoe looks like and acts like and is known to be like. So, good on you. He's ya. known to be like. He's yeah, known sure. to be like the spirit of death. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen that man, Mark? Ever? <laughs> That's a fair point. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm mostly just familiar with Boondock Saints. Um. The other. I don't know why I'm considering this like a memorable aspect of my viewing this movie, but. The, I guess he's, a, he's like a fringe character, but he has a lot of screen time. Um, he kind of plays like the, the private investigator that's kind of tracking down the main character as he runs amok, killing people in the, in the death note. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, he is the guy oh, in shit. Get Out who plays yeah. like the man who is first abducted, the rapper, right. and is then like the right. mild mannered one. Oh. And he has, like, a very different role in this, so it was good to see that range from him. I, I would imagine. That... <laughs> he plays the exact same character. In this. He's very mild-mannered, <laughs> except he's, you know... No, I, I thought that he kind of stole the show outside of, you know, the demon. Everybody else okay. is kind of forgettable. It was fine. I, I, I would recommend this to people, especially because you can access it for free on instant stream, but it's not something that's going like to, like, blow your socks off, so... How, how horror-ish is it? Like, is it actually horror, or is it just... I mean, it's this is horror like a, I don't know. I don't like making the connection to like a Final Destination, but it has the same. I get the same sort of joy out of watching this that I do out of Final Destination. Gotcha. It's Weird. more action, that's for sure. Okay, you got anything else? Nope, that's about it. I have one All more right. thing. No, you don't. Oh boy, I do. Surprise I do. Surprise thing. Jason Isaacs thing. is not in the Flash. That is all. Lucius so you would have lost that bet. I think he's in the Flash. You're thinking of a totally different person. You're thinking of the I guy think who it played might be Ed. the same guy. Oh my god! In the TV show Ed, yes, Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, I'm not thinking of Tom Cavanaugh. He plays a forensic scientist in the most recent season of The Flash. Mark Draco Malfoy. Nope. No, oh not Draco. Lucius. God. Oh shit! I don't know. I don't know Harry Potter. Are there more than one Malfoy? It's his dad, Draco's dad. Oh well, see, I didn't know that. That was information I didn't have. I thought there was just one Malfoy. There's only one. There can be only one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of there can be only situation. one, there can be only one feature presentation. What a wow. shitty fucking segue. Nailed it. 
Horror.com this week, we watched 2013's The Purge. Uh, Jake, you picked this for your home invasion movie. Explain a little bit. Well, Jack, see, we were tasked with picking home invasion movies, so I uh-huh. picked one. Okay. Well, you could have said a little bit more. My stopwatch isn't quite ready to go. Oh, so it was a uh, vamping thing. I, this... I felt oh, like absolutely. it was out of time. You know, yeah, no, it like was you were definitely doing this at the wrong thing. part of the podcast. <laughs> no, I was just hoping to get some time to open my stopwatch here. It's baffling. Uh, Jake, you picked this movie. And 30 seconds are going to be our on the goddamn clock. Or, yeah, it's you, gonna if start, it takes you this they long. Are. It's, I'm ready. It's on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Give us a 30-second plot synopsis. <sighs> so fast forward to the science fiction future of America. It's 2022, and Ethan Hawke and his family live in a really nice fucking house in L.A. In this version of America, there is one night a year where people can go out and do what's called purging, and that means that all crime is legal. Ethan and his family sell security systems, and people are pissed and want to get into their house, but that only happens after I fuck this up. After his kid (laughs) lets in a vagrant and a group of mask-wielding freaks come in and try to take that vagrant from them or kill everyone. Time! That was tougher than I thought because I got out of order. You got out of order and you you started speaking more slowly and more staccato. Yes, because I realized that I was out of order. (laughs) Jack, I don't think you get to criticize people for speaking in staccato. 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 (laughs) Because every week, you talk in staccato. Christopher Walken voice is not staccato, Mark. Those are oh, that was not Christopher Walken. <laughs> well, okay, Mark, what do you got? Give it to us. What's Christopher Walken? Uh, ooh, give me a minute. Come <laughs> oh back to God. me later. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, that was a good payoff there. Just because so, uh, I can tell you it's not Christopher Walken doesn't mean I can just whip out a Christopher Walken impersonation. Well, you, you also don't know staccato. Then. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, Jack, I was a dickhead to you when you asked me the question you asked about why did I pick this as being a home invasion movie. Uh, We went through that exercise because you did it out of order and I did not appreciate it. What I'll add to what I said about, hey, it's a home invasion movie. That's why I fucking picked it is that I think this is a relatively interesting entry into the home invasion genre, primarily because I think when people think of what The Purge now is, looking back on it as what's become a franchise, you don't think of it in... The home and inv- maybe I'm wrong, but you don't think of it as being like this is a home invasion movie. And then the other aspect of it is that it's a very interesting lens because you have this. Mark might contend with it when we get into our next segment. Science Sci-fi. fiction, <laughs> yes, viewpoint, and it's just a really fresh concept. A lot of these home invasion movies are kind of like. There is some personal connection, maybe not. Maybe it's like the strangers, and they're there because you were home. But this is a much deeper lore than I think that we're used to seeing with a lot of different home invasion flicks. So I, I like that as being representative of the genre. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I And I agree with you that the the more recent The Purges are not uh, home invasion. Not at all. I mean, uh, not at all. They're just no, they're actively horror. not home invasion. They're just kind of action now. <laughs> it's like yeah. home invasion, action, horror, action. Wait, quick yeah, cue, I, quick question for you two. Have you seen two and three? Of the series. I've seen both. I've seen Anarchy. I haven't seen Election Year. Election Day. I think it's Election Year. It's Election mm-hmm. Year. Year. Boom! Yeah. <sighs> that makes no sense. It's a day. Sucker. The Purge is a day. It's but they don't year, elect but... people on the 22nd of March yeah, in America. They should. Okay. <laughs> and you could vote as many times as you wanted. It wouldn't be illegal. <laughs> 
Heyo. Let's talk about what subgenre. Jesus. What the fuck subgenre does this thing fit into? Sci-fi. Home invasion. Well, one of those is correct. Two of them are correct. <laughs> I think it's it's. I, we're all in agreement that it's home invasion. We picked this specifically. And we're all in agreement that it's sci-fi. Movie. Talk about why it's sci-fi. What aspects of this are sci-fi? Um, science. <laughs> and There's it's no in science the in this movie. Absolutely no science. In this There's movie. no technology there that is. exists in this movie that doesn't currently. That's exist. not true. That's not true at all. Those glasses, the, dude. Those the, are so sci-fi. Have you ever tried Google Glass? Uh, no. It looks stupid and not like that. Or Oculus. Those are like, like full-on '80s glasses. Those are like rowdy, rowdy glasses, but with the Lavar Burton like thing from Star Trek. We are. I mean, by 2022, those those glasses will most likely exist. Maybe that's why it's Mark, sci-fi. Are you saying things Maybe. set in the future He's aren't sci-fi? He is playing is Back into to the my Future hand. Two, not a sci-fi movie. This is astronomically. I, things stupid. in the future can be sci-fi. We're going to have hoverboards by 2015. Not necessarily man. sci-fi. What? We're going to have hoverboards by 2015. They'll get here. We already have hoverboards that catch on fire. <laughs> that's, that's Tony Hawk rides on it and freaks out all the engineers. Have you seen that video where he's <laughs> no. just like bouncing off the walls and all the engineers are like, "Ah, don't do that!" <laughs> just destroying it. It's awesome. That seems I think, like the, I think the dystopian in. element also adds to the sci-fi because a lot of sci-fi things happen in dystopian societies. So here's Jake, the I know thing about the words you're using. This movie is fi. It does not and have any fucking sci. sci in it. It does, dude. That security system, I, so sci. Jake, I know we're usually in lockstep on the sci-fi issue, no, you're but with I'm going to have to go against you on you're this with one. Me. Yeah, it's not a goddamn sci-fi movie. This is not sci-fi. Dr. Google, is this a sci-fi movie? <laughs> I, it doesn't matter because it isn't. But why the purge movie is to, the purge. To Jake's, to Jake's credit, the purge IMDb does list it as a sci-fi or sci-fi thriller. Suck yeah, it. The purge is wrong, or that IMDb is wrong. The purge regard. is wrong. The movie is. Let's talk about the morality of the purge. <laughs> I mean, it's it's wrong. I would That's what the also argue about. that the morality is wrong. Uh, okay. So can we start talking about the movie? Do we have any other subgenres? I don't i mean this is kind of literally a houses movie but that's always a joke sub subgenre so especially when it's home invasion <laughs> there's some very very light slasher elements in terms of the one by one killings i guess okay so that's an interesting point because here's no, a question not. for you guys is there ever a home invasion movie that is not also a slasher movie yes yes oh my god you're going right back to the strangers discussion i'm not gonna the have strangers it. is a no, slasher so we, that's not, not a, a good example but if the strangers is a slasher this movie arguably also a slasher okay well and it's not a slasher so this one's absolutely not it's hush not is not a slasher. a slasher either at all that's okay. what i'm saying it is a home invasion but you're saying that purely because of the body count like the dude has a mask the dude has a signature weapon there's a final girl who's the final girl for the entire movie so the body count is a big issue yes so, so but that's big the issue only the strangers issue. too it's the primary issue there's no teens engaged in illicit behavior hmm Hmm. I don't know about that. They're probably just not on screen. <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> Somewhere in the world teams. of that movie. It's probably <laughs> happening. Yeah, it seems likely. Um, yeah. I think we can move We can move past the That's subgenre. Fucking stupid, this is, this is just a straight-up home invasion movie. With yes. Okay, good. So, so we, we'll get into what the movie does wrong. Or and what do we start with, right? Are you fucking kidding me? What did you just say? What the movie does wrong or right? I don't remember. Right, we do. Right. How do you I'm not just... remember? We do this literally every week. Well, the thing is, I'm amped up to talk about what it does wrong, especially because we were just talking about the morality of it. But oh my god, um... let's talk about what it does right first. Okay. Uh, once again, this we're segueing a... for you. This is a... tense 
fucking movie. It takes a village, Jake. Apparently. It is a tense movie. Thank you, Mark. The interesting thing about that, I, this movie is ha, has some very tense scenes, but they're com, I would argue they're completely disconnected from each other. Like, the tension you get from scene A doesn't, like, you just hit the reset button and now you're at scene B. The movie, the movie doesn't have, like, a good progression of, of tension so that it builds all the way it, to you being, like, having a heart attack at the end. For me, the tension of it comes from you're so amped up about all this shit happening, and then when it stops happening, you still remember that there's just some guy in your house somewhere. <laughs> Additionally. Like, it, but I don't feel over. like you're ever threatened. You're talking about the... How do they how do they credit him the bloody vagrant or something vagrant <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> bloody stranger he's the bloody stranger he's a vagrant shut up uh, I don't think you're ever really feeling threatened by the stranger I oh, would dude be. in that situation you're absolutely are you threatened. fucking kidding me it's uh, the purge I mean, night and he there's a I'm man not, that you don't know in your home I'm not so much talking about the people in the home I'm talking about you as the viewer are not threatened. oh I do I feel their tension there he, okay you oh, do. I, I I never really got to that point I was like the dude's getting chased away. Just let him hide in a corner. There yeah, seems like a very be... easy that solution like to this a, problem. That seems like a very good trap for purgers. Exactly, dude. To Plant get that guy Trojan on the inside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a very easy solution to this problem. You lock him in your safe room and just be like, look, we'll let you out in 12 hours. <laughs> Done so. Well, he's hiding. They don't know where he is. They can't put him in the safe room. Well, yeah, I mean, you could just... Uh, that That's the problem. That Okay, we're getting to what the movie does wrong. Well, let's put a pin <laughs> in this. We'll get back to it later. Okay, one of you two say what it does right. I think the backdrop of this movie is is something to talk about, but beyond that, it provides a very good justification for uh, a lot of things that you need in home invasion. Namely, you can't call out because all emergency services are suspended for the evening, and yep. you can't go outside because you're like you'll be hunted by yes. the world. You'll be hunted by all of Los Angeles. <laughs> essentially exactly. that seems like bad odds yeah and, and on that note i think uh mark you're right and they handle the exposition of that very artfully because it's very in your face the, the movie is just like here's the fucking deal it's the future and there's a night called the purge and yeah, that's the first what the first that's what two you need minutes to know. or so are just are just shots of rioting and while it is just raw exposition it's like okay cool that set me up and then they don't do any more of it for the rest of the movie it's just good I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a basic enough concept that honestly, we've all thought about, like, don't, don't tell me you haven't thought in like just a slow day at work. Like, man, what would it be like to not have laws for a day? Everyone has had that daydream. Oh, I love this idea. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's interesting because it, like everyone has had that idea, but also as far as I'm aware, this is the only piece of media yeah. that deals with it. It's it's it is an amazing idea. I mean, it's it's like uh, along the lines of like a Lord of the Flies or Battle Royale or just a society without rules. Yeah, or guys, I guess like Arkham in general, the Hunger as a concept, Games, or like Escape yeah. from yeah. New York. But from a horror standpoint, I guess this is the only one that actually does it. There I you like, go. I like there that you, you mentioned Escape from New York because it, this is that's more of a comment on what the Purge like has become. But I feel like it needs to be that more of that than what it's kind of become and this movie more like of what getting more back of escape to what from new york i think so i think the way that escape from new york presents itself i mean that's what two and three are two and three i don't are think just they do it as well I, this is not a discussion movies. about those i don't know why i even brought it up in any case 
to leapfrog off something you kind of blew right by the opening sequence with like all the security cam footage introducing you to what the purge is via those as your vehicle i think is really cool and it's set to claire de lune so you have that juxtaposition i like contrapunctal music yeah i just i really like how you have that complete brutality set piece with like the backdrop of this being something that is good and beneficial for society it sets it up and it's like hey unemployment one percent crime shit doesn't exist country's never been better but you're witnessing like all of this heinous shit going on i think that that's an amazing brain fuck to think about and it's just completely nonsensical for the record that is not at all how that would work no. <laughs> no. Once a Mark, year, the economy we destroy is every business, and then we kill all the business owners. Somehow, employment's at 1%. Hooray! <laughs> the, well, imp- unemployment is at 1%. You gotta fill the gaps. Oh, yeah, unemployment. Employment <laughs> Employment might be at 1%, if this no. were a real thing. No, I, I disagree. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Jake, Jake wants to unleash the beast. <laughs> this guy's security system sure is shitty, huh? It takes almost nothing okay, for them to rip the... we're still talking about what does right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I got I got something. Uh, Timmy the robot. Scary robot. Yeah. What kind of psychopath is this kid? <laughs> yeah. He's Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> he really is. That was Smarter. the first thing that I had, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're the parent of a child who's making burnt dolls into voyeuristic robots... Kid y- needs help. Yeah. Yeah. You probably want to do something about that. Let that kid out during the purge, and he'll at least get it out of his system or die. And either way, you'll have solved the problem. Put him in the woodshed, see what happens. That kid needs to purge. Exactly. It's like a Dexter situation. Yeah. That's all I have. Anyone yeah, else? me too. What this movie does, right? That was uh, it's like paced the... really well. I think it's paced yeah. well. Mark, for, uh, for what you said about it, it's, it's scene to scene. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's dragging anywhere in between. All the, all the setting up scenes still felt worth watching to me. I don't yeah, think you I could think, argue that I think that's drags. right. I, I don't think the lack of connective tissue, as I'll call it, is a, is a result of the pacing. The, pa- the, the movie's an 85-minute tight, yes. tight 85-minute window. I, I think it's paced well. I just don't think that it has the connective tissue. I think those are two separate things. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, what does this movie do wrong? That was like the quickest what it does right I've ever heard. And this is a movie that, spoilers, I think we all like a decent little bit. Yeah, actually, I mean, the my lovely wife hates watching this movie because it makes her, like, very uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I guess to to stick on the what the movie does right, and I guess to piggyback on your original point of this is a very tense movie. Like this, if this hits you the right way, it can be a very severe experience for you. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think it's because um, the the conceit of it is just plausible enough, and that's that's probably why we didn't have so much about what it does right because it's such a simple concept. It yes. is it's plausible yeah. enough. It's so simple. And it's just, here, watch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to say that you would have, like, this new group of crazy, like, whatever they call themselves, like, we're your new founding fathers, that I don't think that all of the bells and whistles that they kind of create around this environment could exist. I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying that, yeah, you could be in a situation where there is a period of time where you need to protect yourself from 
just society from everything. Sure. And in the movie's universe, uh, that's what happened scary. was it's it's 2014 that everything is going straight to shit, right? Yeah. And so that's when the new founding fathers were like, guess what? Purge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would love to see that <laughs> press conference. So, guys, we locked ourselves in a room for like 24 hours and we, we have an idea. Here's what we came up with. <laughs> in fairness, what do you are, we, are we really that far from that? And would you be surprised? Look, I was really hoping to not talk about the nightmare hellscape that is the current state of politics, but my it God, might be worse right now. Too. Jesus Christ! I, I, I mean, I don't think it's act. I don't think it's worse right now. <laughs> Let's be realistic. But we are close. <laughs> we are teetering on the edge of extinction. Oh Christ! So that's a great segue. Okay, let's get wrong. yeah. yeah. A to Z movie is wrong. It makes me think about life and how bad a- it is. A to Z horror does a deep dive on politics. <laughs> Christ, it's um, a political okay. movie, Jack. Here's what the movie does wrong. So, okay, go. The whole end conceit rings totally untrue to me. That all of their neighbors Spoilers. hate them because they bought a security system from this guy and he made money off of it. Right? Why would you go after the guy who sold you your security system? It's the stupidest thing. And also, people who weren't inclined to purge, like mild-mannered people. Also, addendum to this, they all buy security systems, and then they all willingly leave their house to go to another house to have a purge party. Correct. Why not just everyone throws in for the one house to get a really fucking nice security system, everybody goes there, and you only buy one <laughs> goddamn security system for the whole fucking block. Easy peasy yeah. pudding pop. Maybe then, then you, you have... could have a security system that a medium-sized vehicle couldn't rip down in 13 seconds. Yeah, oh, yeah and what are the ropes <laughs> attached to? <laughs> Are there ha- are there handles on the outside of this thing? Why would you make that into a security system? He he's like the chief salesman of this company. He should have the best security system. It's so Seriously. shitty. Seriously, I mean, maybe he just didn't upsell himself. That kind well, of well. Here's sense. the other thing. What kind of security system? They have a second floor, a couple of sniper holes in the second floor. These jackasses were just trotting around in their yard for hours. You could have picked off six or seven of them with a gun. Also, if you just had a tiny hole. The best security system, A, don't tell your nine-year-old how to fucking unlock your security system. Absolutely. B, I don't think he's nine. provide some counterintelligence. Like, lock your house down and then go hide in the tool shed. No one's going to look in the goddamn tool shed. <laughs> that is the, one of the stupidest things I've ever Wow. Heard. Oh, my God. But, well, like, medieval You should just be fucking... at the other party, Mark. Yeah, medieval... Or go to the other party. <laughs> Medieval castle builders figured this out. Small slats. You're for right. Arrows. They should have just had a moat. That would have prevented everything. <laughs> a moat. I'm a so... moat would have been Put a great idea. Pop an alligator in there. You're gonna be fine. What the fuck is the deal with this kid? Is he a sensitive soul who can deal with the purge or not? Because he starts off saying, "Why don't you and mommy go out there and kill people?" And I think like, he's just trying to make to. sense of the world, man. It's. It's a strange Asinine. world that He's, he lives in. This kid is a credit. monstrous psychopath, and he can deal with a little murder. And and he is the most likable of the characters. Uh, I like Ethan Hawke. Uh, eh. I don't like his hesitance to kill an intruder in his house. But and I mean, but when he does start killing them, this is back to what he do, what this movie does right. He fucking kills them, and he does something that you don't even see in zombie movies. He's double-tapping each one of them with a shotgun just to make sure that these regular just human beings that are filled because. with buckshot already are not going to get up. I love it. Oh, yeah, man. It's a solid yeah. maneuver. Yeah. I like that you're pointing with a pen as you say that for the listener. <laughs> make a lot of gesticulations. It's fine. I, d- 
I mean, honestly, the only person I don't like in this movie that's part of the family is the daughter. I don't like the, any of them. Cersei's Why? not bad. What's wrong with Cersei? Eh. Yeah, she's fine. I like her. Yeah. Uh, she's aggressively forgettable. I feel like I feel like the characters in the movie <laughs> would not mild. come would not come to the same conclusion regarding this intruder in your house that the viewer does. Like we know that he's just a nice guy and actually a vagrant, right? Who happens to be in their house. But as far as they know, he's a dude that came into their house and took one of them hostage and then hid for a right. whole shit. That is not a guy. You should be totally okay killing that guy. So I need a, I need a moment of clarity on the bloody vagrant, okay? Okay. Now he's a black guy. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> this changes everything. Yeah, it does. No, my question is now. I think the movie was trying to do a thing where it low key showed you that he is a veteran. Yes, I think so. Okay, because I felt like the kid was talking to him in Morse code, and the flashes of the Morse code were structured the way the shot was set up in such a way that, like, as he's sitting there, it's like his dog tags have fell out, and it's like lighting up the dog tags. Yes, so it absolutely. makes you feel that for him even more. That's another thing the way he does he right. Holds and that's a really the, great the pistol scene. and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way that's scene. structured, that's because you aren't. They don't tell you that. But you and we're not we're not actually movie. we're not actually talking about the other two movies, but he is the only character that is present in all three movies. He, mm-hmm. His identity is mm-hmm. revealed in number two, and then he goes on to be a bigger figure in number three. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, they don't know that he's a nice guy who just is actually trying to hide there. You have to treat him like he's not. You have you to treat him like he's not, but you can also to. do that smartly. You can just be like, "Look, we don't want to hurt you," but. Well, their house is also are. a goddamned maze, dude. It's baffling. It's too big. This, <laughs> this I mean, house is laid out like, like Frazier's apartment. Going back to what you were talking about, about the, the neighbors and what's their deal. I mean, to me, this is all just commentary on how vain these people are, materialistic. Like, they have to act that way to be the logical endpoint of what materialism leads you to, right? They're living in way, way beyond their means. They're pissed off about something that is straight up vanity. And they're acting upon it. Are they living beyond? I mean, did they forget they're also rich? They're in the super nice neighborhood. They might not be able to afford it, though. They, they're they there. They are there. When right. has that ever caused problems, Jake? When yeah. have people buying homes they can't afford ever caused problems? Never in this country. You're right. <laughs> Never in, in this country as far as it applies to the movie, right? Because unemployment's at 1%. True. But this is still post the Great Recession. Yeah, but now that we can purge, we just, that's fine. This brings up another question, actually. It's not so much something the movie does wrong, because I don't know how they would fit it in, but by introducing these rules of the world, you introduce so many questions that go on. Oh my god. If you steal a car after the night of the purge, is that car now yours for the rest of the year? <laughs> yes. If you, if you coerce someone to sign their house, like, the their house over to you... Do you now own their house for the rest yes. of the year? No, not that one, because that, I mean, coercion and duress still exist in civil law, and they didn't say civil law doesn't apply, just criminal law. I would assume civil law still doesn't apply, Jack. <laughs> How would you get around the criminal law thing if civil law didn't apply? Can you just, they aren't totally mutually exclusive. They are mostly mutually, I mean, mm. look, I could sue you for battery for the damage you caused to me while beating my face in on purge night, even though you can't get arrested for it. Okay, well, so, there. And okay, but in this world, Jack. Done. So the the courts are then just inundated with civil lawsuits for the next yeah. year. Yeah, that's why nobody's unemployed. Everybody's a lawyer. 
<laughs> they need a lot more lawyers. The money just moves in circles. <laughs> uh, the 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 dickbag um, suitor to the the daughter. Uh, oh, the Trojan, he's a neighbor, the Trojan I think. Dick. He he's a <laughs> the Trojan dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's a neighbor, right? He's one of the neighbors who hates him because they're rich. I don't. I mean, know. he's he a neighbor. Close. I don't know if he cares about their. Why does he want to kill Ethan Hawke? Oh, oh, so this is one of the things that bothers me the most about this. It's because he doesn't want his daughter to be with them, but he doesn't... Sorry, lots of pronouns. Ethan Hawke does not want Henry to be with his daughter. And that's why he's killing him? So Henry tries to kill Ethan Hawke so that he can be with his daughter. Wow, that's stupid. This is a big complaint I have because that makes absolutely fucking no sense whatsoever. But I did find, doing a little bit of background research on this show... That I'm just gesticulating of... all over the place. <laughs> Jesus. But this was a rewrite. Originally, it was supposed to be the daughter who was like bitter about her father telling her who she could and couldn't date. That was supposed to try and kill him. So wow. they rewrote it. So she's a good is unlikable. Like they should have just leaned in. She's already abysmal. Yeah, it's that's absurd. <laughs> that is the one of the worst rewrites that has ever existed. The character of Henry existing just to try and kill Ethan Hawke and then die is one of the stupidest aspects of this film. You know what I fucking hate? What? Ethan Hawke feels so bad about He's like, he died. I'm so sorry he died. He shot a gun at you like three or four times. Yeah. I think you'd still be, like, you'd still regret that. You killed your daughter's boyfriend. I would not regret it. One, I might say, oh my god, I've taken another human life. That, that weighs on my soul a little bit, but... Fuck no! I'm like I'm like I'm like Waylon Givens. It was justified, Mark. It's a tense night, and Jack, we all know you would be a ball of tears. Uh nah. <laughs> I only cry at Subaru commercials and every movie I watch. What? It's okay, funny. so hold on. Lightning round. What were the aspects of this movie that made you cry? Uh, this movie did not make me cry. Oh, okay, that was a really shitty. Just, I cried when Ethan Hawke shot the boyfriend. General, the general disposition of the United States in general made me cry. I'm just kind of always crying about that. Uh, I cried when Ethan Hawke killed her boyfriend. Made me sad. (laughs) No, this movie did not make me cry. But it's, I find it stupid how she's upset that, I mean, I guess she should be upset, fine. Ethan Hawke's upset, Lena Headey's upset, the son's upset. He pulled a gun out. Question, Jack, did you cry at Lena Headey's trigger hesitation? Oh my god. Uh, No. Dude. No, but it, it it was strong. The trigger hesitation was strong in her. Was strong with this one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Wouldn't you just rob a bank every purge? That's all you'd have well, to I, do. I feel like the you'd banks get killed, are, dude. Yeah, exactly. The banks are going to be the They're most locked down. They're hot spots. They're then not locked the down. They're hot spots. Whatever. Anything. Anything. No. See, what you do is you go and rob something that's like no one would think to rob. Like you go and rob a fucking McDonald's. No one's Nobody there. thinks to rob McDonald's. Yeah, because it's already cheap. They got to leave the cash register there or something. Someone working there is going to fuck up, and you take. Here's advantage. what you do. Nobody wait for someone to rob night. a bank, and then you rob them. <laughs> My <Nailed> God! <laughs> no, you you start a business holding cash for small businesses during purge night, Ooh. and then you just build like a three foot thick box of metal that you hide inside and let everyone else take your money. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got to be safe, Jack. Personal safety is very important. This is baffling. (laughs) Uh, I have one other very minor thing. During the announcement, during the the PSA that comes on the the radio and TV. All crime is now legal. They say, 
Class four weapons and lower are. Now I have legal. this note too. There is what kind of world did we develop a class system for weapon? What does that mean? And beyond that, there are miniguns and rocket launchers used in later movies. <laughs> it's just anything. What the hell short. constitutes a class five weapon? Is it just a, a nuclear like a- device? <laughs> yeah, thermonuclear warhead. Don't don't set those off. That's bad. Yeah. Everything else in play. Heat seeking <laughs> missiles. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. So that the Congo like would be in play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Laser Lasers weapons that can are shoot down satellites. Four. Those are probably class four. Okay, good. I don't know, man. I they mean, shoot down satellites. That's probably five. <laughs> wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be a, like a fun purge night activity that like science people could do? Is just shoot satellites out of the air with lasers. Why can that laser shoot down satellites, but it get bounces off the rock walls of the cave they're in all the fucking time? It doesn't yeah, bounce no. off. It, it, it I got more. Can we talk about fire. what the Congo did wrong a little more? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we only spent two hours on so that. So I have a question. <laughs> what was the point of the mask? Partic- I'm speaking specifically to like the polite stranger or whatever he was credited as being. Yeah, this yeah. is what a good the question. Point of his right? mask Why would you hide your Immediately identity? removes it. Like so. Uh, th- I I think if I may, Mark, I think I have an answer to this. Well I don't think it. you do. They're purging. They're a group of purgers. That have the masks on, but here he is at a rich person's house, and he wants to show him that he's rich and maybe white. There might be some racial subtext there. I don't I'm know. Sure, he there's wants to be like, look, subtext. I just want to show you that I'm an upstanding young man, such as yourself. I'm just looking to purge. Here's me without my mask, coming to you, hat in hand, mask in so hand. So it's like removing, yeah, it's removing your hat to shake hands. Exactly. I think that's part of it. I also think that the masks are there as a part of of revelry, right? It's it's carnival, it's Halloween, it's something yeah, you're celebrating. Yeah, yeah. You're putting on a costume, but the costume isn't something that's like intrinsic to you doing the action. It's just if you need to get down to business, you take your mask off. It's not you're not trying to hide your identity. But you're trying everyone to like celebrate else leaves the them act. You should hide your identity on Purge Night because if somebody comes after me on Purge Night, I'm going to spend that next year training montage style, and I'm going to go after them on the next Purge. Yeah, but un- unbeknownst to you, they've opened a cash store where they lock themselves in a 3x3 three three steel box that is impenetrable. I'll get a thermal lance. It'll be fine. That's a class Ooh. 5 weapon, Jack. That's a class 5 weapon, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Christ. Get a laser weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do actually have actual criticism of this movie that isn't just related to the absurd plot. <laughs> a lot of this movie is flashlit. Um, yeah. By which I mean, it's a dark movie that you have a flashlight lighting. That's like the primary. Thank you for light clarifying a very obvious point already. It can be it, good. It can be a good technique, like you said earlier. The scene where you're viewing the world through the eyes of Timmy, the demonic robot thing. Oh my god! And, it, Timmy. and his his flashes are reflected off the dog tag and the guy's eyes and stuff. It's great. That's interesting. But there's a lot of this movie that is like bordering on unwatchable because the lighting is trash. It's hard. There is a scene. I didn't. There, I'm correct that there's a scene where the uh, the rich uh, purgers say they cut the power. Talk about that, right? Somebody yeah. talks about the power being cut. He says sure. cut the power, then they cut it. Is what happens. Right, right, right. Just making sure. Okay. Which not a very good security system. If you're just leaving I, your what the fuck, Ethan Hawke? You're looking at buying a boat with a carport on it, and no, you can't afford a better hey, security hey, system. Hey, hey, hey! In his defense, he said that the car thing was totally unnecessary. <laughs> That's just what was but available. Within budget, he's just, he's just yeah, he was still looking at shit in his price range. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, should at least have a generator inside the house. You should have a lot of things. Yeah, 
arrow slats. They could have killed all these people with a bow and fucking arrow. All they needed was a moat, dude. All they needed was a moat and one <laughs> well, alligator. No, Jake, Jake, yeah, Jake, that's not right. They needed an alligator too. But the, well, mo- that comes the with alligator the moat. is what kind of obvious, Mark, Mark? Mark, who's your moat guy? I gotta yeah. introduce you to my moat guy. <laughs> Johnny Moats. <laughs> Johnny Moats LLC. Uh, dig, do Christopher Walken selling me a moat? Hello. <laughs> Would you like to buy a moat? That's not bad. Doesn't okay. come with an alligator, Mr. Walken. Of course. Oh, that was terrible. That last <laughs> part was bad. That broke down fast. <laughs> the whole thing was bad, let's be real. <laughs> Oh, God damn. I apologize to the walk-in estate. <laughs> I agree. What else did the movie do wrong? No, Anything? I agree with what Mark was saying, and, and one of the things that I think was, I don't know, it was, it was definitely affected by the note you just made about the way this thing is lit in the darkness is when you have a house that's this big, and I guess there's not much the characters could have done, but there's like no tactics whatsoever, especially when everyone is breaking in from every corner of everywhere. They're walking around with backs facing to just open rooms for roughly 30 minutes. You gotta I be kidding was un- me. I was unable to keep track of the entirety of the layout of this house. I don't know where anything the fuck is. I think it's supposed to be that way to disorient you and make you feel uneasy. But also for the perjurers coming in, like... Yeah, they're... Well, they're you, idiots. They're not... They're not do you really... I, I don't understand their level of, I mean, of they're like, frat boys, so... I it's guess. not like they're professionals, but... I guess, but would you really be messing around that much? Like, especially like people have died. In um, your career. People are actively dying. I feel like Where... you would take take it a bit more serious and just try to put the people down than allow more of your crew to die. Where was uh, Frat Boy Subprime um, keeping the knife that he stabbed Ethan Hawke with? He doesn't have Isn't a knife on his Prime? person. Frat he Boy Prime. I said Frat Boy Subprime. Frat Boy Prime is, is from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, we're mixing. We're we're crossing the streams. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know. In he's his, in not. A, in a they're boot. not. They're not decked out in combat gear, which they should be. But he, then he just they has might a combat be. They're knife. just wearing nice shit over the top of it. No, you get a pretty good look at him. I don't know. He has it in his fucking belt then, or his boot in his belt. Yeah, like in the 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 thing that you put on like on your back. It's like a reverse fanny pack. But it holds a knife. Jack, it's, like tied, a it's tied to his junk, fanny. and he hangs it down one of his pant legs. <laughs> there we go. Okay, that I'll buy. Yeah. <laughs> Tying a knife to your junk rarely goes wrong. Well, I mean, it's the handle, and it's on a rope. You got to rest fine. your meat against it. No, 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 no. That's a bad idea. <laughs> this is so poorly. <laughs> uh, to, to add on to this general qualm with how bad they are at clearing the the house. There's a scene during the climax of the film when Ethan Hawke is fighting off like 17 different bad guys. The guy jumps through the window and tackles Ethan Hawke and then pulls out a gun and tries to shoot him. Yep. Just, it's absurdly stupid. Just shoot him. You can just there's, shoot him in that scenario. There's also no scene... There's one scene where the giant vehicle rips off the front door, and it's loud as shit. Or lips off, rips off the front security. There's no other scene where it rips off any other of the impenetrable metal sheets around any other wall or window, yet then somehow all of them are just open. I mean, perhaps the security system has, like, a give-up mechanism that if it's breached, you just open <laughs> every just door. Opens. Oh, so that- you deserve this. You got it. <laughs> well, so that the other, the other, you know, the people who it's trying to protect can get out. Like, it sucks if 
you only have the one choke point and they're just sitting there storming your castle. Maybe you need to jump out the window, but you can't because it's closed because of your shitty security system that doesn't have a get out clause. I think you'll find as the defending party, you want a choke point. Hmm. I don't know about that. I saw 300. I know things. Ooh, that's a good point. Thank you. That is... Yep. You win. You win this They won that fight, right? They won that battle, as I understand? As I I understand it, yes. The Battle of Thermopylae was a victory. For someone. In general, it was a victory. (laughs) (laughs) Someone won. That's all I got. I have nothing else, dude. Me neither. Wow. That was efficient. We got through that quickly. (laughs) Not that quickly. Let's talk about the Flash. And the Congo. Flash! Can the Flash outrun the laser weapons from the Congo? Uh, no. Because they can take down satellites. Okay. Draco Malfoy might be able to, though. We over at AZ Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Miles Raymond would rate drinking Merlot. If they want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. No, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! And for 10, think of how the girls from the How Cute Are These Boots Gap commercials in 1992 would rate their comfy sweaters. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this yeah, was Jack. your pick. Rate the thing for story. Uh, I'm going to end up giving it a score that's right down the middle. I'm going to give it a five. I think the story is kind of crazy, as we've addressed. Uh, it's not super plausible, but this scores very highly on the story subscore of I've never really seen anything like this before, and I think that the idea is a very good one. Um, sure. When I have kind of the low end and the high end, I'll just end up kind of giving up and putting it in the middle. Interesting. Five. Mark, how about you? What route did you go? I gave did it a four. Did you cop out like Jake? I gave it a four. There's virtually no story here. They provide a two-minute background expositional dump of what the world is, which we'll talk about in a minute. I think you're sounding a bit short on that, though, man. I think that we'll they talk, do a decent we'll, job of not expot. <clears throat> I no. am explicitly not combining story with world building, because this movie does do good in world building. Go ahead. But anyways, beyond that. Continue. So what you're left with is a home invasion movie. People are inside. People are outside. The people outside want to go inside. The people inside don't want them to come in. The the big twist. Yeah, done. The big twist. Okay, you still have the idea. And my point is that it's a little hard to decouple that idea that leads to the world building from the world building itself. I guess. So, okay, we're fine. So the other things here. The big twist are that the neighbors hate the guy for selling them their own security systems. That's fucking which is stupid. Idiotic. And they're rich, too. They're also, and the also rich people. And also the boyfriend plot line that was a rewrite that was completely idiotic. So yeah. it goes from a five to a four because of those stupid things. But for, yeah, yeah I gave there's it, really no story story here. I gave it a seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I, because sorry. of the world-building aspects? <laughs> no, I give it a tremendous amount of points for simplicity and for nailing the simplicity like here's the deal there's a purge and there's some people and then also they introduce this idea of there's a guy in your house while all this other stuff is going on and yes they lose points for sure for how it ends with all the neighbors because i hate that shit that's stupid. so but they lose points for how it begins and how it ends but it's got a really no, strong it middle gets points for how it begins 
With Henry? I, I like, I'm talking about the I boyfriend. Like, no, I, look, I... Yes, that's that's not great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. But that's also not how it begins. That's So, Jack, is this like a movie. club sandwich of a story score? <laughs> it certainly is. Okay. It's got some bacon in the middle. There, bacon nice. and avocados and turkey. Yeah, good some shit. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. It's like a Cobb salad on a sandwich. Everything in a Cobb salad is good, you jackass. Yeah. I think you'll find that World building and immersion, you motherfucker. Yeah. Don't so talk for this one, that I, way about Cobb salads. For this one, I did go a little bit higher. I gave this a seven. Um, I'm interested to see what Mark's going to give it. I think they do a really good job in this movie of building that world that is based on that really good idea that I haven't seen before really anywhere. And they do it without Except having to exposit what it is. It just it happens relatively organically, and I think that helps the pacing of the movie to a great deal. Uh, as far as immersion goes, there are a few things that do take me out. Uh, not to get into later categories, but one of the big ones is some of the way this, that this movie is cut are a bit jarring to me and rip me out a little bit. But other than that, it's, I think it's pretty strong from this category standpoint. Sure. Mark, how about yourself? World building immersion. I also gave it a seven. Uh, this is mostly a world building score. Yes. The immersion. There, there's an aspect of this movie that is found footage because you're seeing it through the eyes of the robot, which which oh helps the immersion score. But outside of that, there isn't. <laughs> no, you're just saying that you like watching things through other things. That's all you're saying. That helps the you're just trying to score. fucking shoehorn found footage in. Because you son of a bitch. you're through the camera of a mutilated doll robot. <laughs> It's a good immersion tactic. Really helps me identify. But okay. This movie is a movie that launched three films, or I guess two other films, and the reason and is because to be a of TV the world show. it builds. It sure. And the point is, they introduced this world just enough for it to be interesting. They set a, you know, that's not a much of a story, but they set a, a captivating piece in front of it, and it leaves a lot of this shit open to be asked. You know, why aren't you just robbing a bank? If you steal a car, is it yours now? All that other stuff. Oh, yeah. That helps you with the immersion? It helps the world build. I, it's Does stupid. It? That makes stuff makes no sense. The, all it's, these loopholes really immersed me. <laughs> they're, not doing, they're not doing anything to detract from the immersion. They're... they're you're interested. You're actively interested in the world because you have questions, and actually, a lot of the questions do end up being answered in later movies about like what the hunt looks like and yep. what's happening in the bigger cities yep. and stuff like that. Not just these. None of the stars. questions you asked get answered, though. No, I mean, that's why I'm asking them. I've seen all three movies. I know the answer to the ones that the I. How is that the immersion? Okay, I, I gave it a five because of okay. those reasons. Because it has all these issues, and you think about them, and it spends all this time. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it, and I watch it, but then I, I do think about these things of wait, how does this work? And there's no plausible answer, and that takes me out of it. I'd like to know what a class five weapon is. <laughs> exactly. It takes me out of it. Yeah. It does a good job world building, but it has a lot of unanswered questions. And so the think- thing, the thing that causes me to detract or to to pull points away from world building is if you set up some rules for your world and then you break them. This just sets up the world, and then you're free to ask questions about it, and all it does is just not answer them. It doesn't provide contrapositive information to it. It doesn't. No, but it provides inadequate itself. information. I'll I'll buy that. No, I. I- 
Mark, that's I that's don't. a better explanation than I had previously. I still don't think it's a good. It's not helping the world building. But to your point, it does do a good job make you making you not focus on that while you're watching it. Yeah, like the, it does a good job. I mean, there are there are some scenes where you think about that, but for the most part, you're focused on what's happening on screen, and you just don't worry about like you, you accept it. Yep, there's a purge. That's all I need to know. Fuck it. Yep. Um, I disagree with your point that asking the questions makes it a more positive world building experience. It just makes it more interesting of a world. The fact that the world is interesting is all I'm it's going It's not. For. It's stupid. If you think... Oh, Christ. The fact uh, that we're talking factor. about it is actually... It benefits Mark's side. Because it, we're having well, a conversation just, about it. The fact that he won't listen to reason doesn't <laughs> make it good. I don't know. I think There's a lot it. of people in America right now that won't listen to reason. Oh, God. I don't... Uh, <laughs> Jake Scare Factor. Uh. Roll motherfucking tide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gave that a four. I gave it a four for Scare Factor. Um, from a 30,000 foot view perspective, this concept is a scary one. Like, if you had to prepare yourself to deal with Just the like entirety of society potentially coming after you. <laughs> for one night a year and like live with that, that looming fear would be immense. And that alone is kind of enough. But I think outside of that, this does a good job. Especially if you knew and didn't tell your family that you cheaped out on the security. system. That's true. You would have some existential crisis going on for sure. Um, Outside of that, the actual like activity that takes place during this movie, like I kind of shout on the masks a little bit, but those are there for one reason and it's to be kind of creepy. Let's not get ourselves. Yep. And yeah, I think yep. that they do a pretty good job of it. Um, I can't give this even a right down the middle score because ultimately I, I, I think I might be a little bit poisoning it with what happens in the future of this franchise. I'm trying not to, but this just doesn't hit me in such a way that a scarier scare factor score would allow. So I, I can't give it that five. I've got to keep it at the four. I think that's fair. Mark, how about you? I think that's fair, too. I gave it a five, and I would be inclined to go with Jake on repeated viewings so that it gets lower and lower. Yeah, There's a yeah, bit of historical bias here. The first time you watch this movie is way more intense than the second and third and fourth times you watch this movie. Okay. So there's there's definitely tension here that is scary, and it was enough to bring this up to a five, but that falls off quickly sure. Yeah, on repeated viewings. Yeah, uh, I gave it a four, uh, largely the same reasons. I do think it's benefited by the the concept of, and also once you're done dealing with this problem, there's a guy somewhere in your house, and you're gonna have to figure that shit out. Yeah, he's just lurking around there. It's just an all around bad situation. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He is a veteran. But... <laughs> I'll have you know. Yes. That would make me feel no better about him lurking somewhere in my house that he's better able to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, which leads us to our penultimate category, effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake? I'm going to go with a six on this one. This is another category. I feel like this movie has a lot of categories that I can't give. I can't really take it too far from that middle ground. Um, Everything that they do from a violence perspective actually looks pretty good with the exception, I think, of the security cam footage. A lot of that at the start, the choreographing is pretty shitty, I thought. And I actually like that yep. scene, but the choreographing fucking sucked. Let me be real. It sucked. Choreography. Um, outside of that, though, like, I thought the effects were decent. There weren't enough of them for me to really give it the really high score. 
but it's not a judicious lack thereof movie either. Um, as far as this, the whole smart house security cam thing went to, I thought none of that was offensive. It's just hard to give it a high score. Six. Sure. You invoke sure. smart house and I immediately go to the Disney movie. Cool. Well, that's what you have to do. That's what happens in a sci-fi movie, Mark. You think about other sci-fi movies. <laughs> see, see the Disney Channel original movie, Smart House, actually is a sci-fi movie. <laughs> kind of like this one. Whenever I start thinking about Smart House, I start thinking about Blank Check. You remember Blank Check? Yeah, the movie's of great, Of course dude. I remember Blank Check. Yeah, he had a smart house in Blank Check after the Blank Check. Dude, that house was dope, that water slide. Yeah, man. And, yeah. like, the Velcro wall. Yeah, they're all good. There was a moon bounce, there was go-karts. He had, he had it all. Except for the chick. All on a million dollars. That's all it took was a million dollars to get there. <laughs> tub full of oh, ice shit. cream. I gave it a four for effects. <laughs> a tub full of ice cream isn't contributing to the cost of the mansion. What? But he bought it with the same money. It's an extra four <laughs> bucks. It's a, it's a zero-sum game, Jack. It, it definitely contributes to the overall like budget. Yeah. That's got to be like a day's interest on that. I don't know how money works. How much interest does a million dollars get in a day? Do you think the market's closed for the purge? Mm, yes. Like around the purge, like maybe you just put some. Maybe there's insider trading that happens. You could probably do a shitload of insider trading. Yeah. This movie's very class about class. The rich yes. get richer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because of the purge, because of the insider trading that can occur. And the poor die. This movie's all about insider trading. Here's another app you make. You just let rich people talk to each other to do insider trading during the purge. Nice. That's a good one, yeah. 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 And you could just advertise it that way. Use me for insider trading during the purge. (laughs) I gave it a four. (laughs) Uh, The masks and costumes are very good. Uh, Notably, the the director cited Marilyn Manson. Uh, Not Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Jesus. Charles Manson. The Uh, flower girl people. Yeah, the flower girl people. Uh, that's a good, you know, that's a good source material to go off of. And it does, like, resonate as sufficiently creepy. The RC car is also very creepy, if not wildly perplexing. I, I They lost points for that RC car for me. No way, dude. I think it's, it's try, I mean, I think it's, it's trying a, too hard. It's, it's, it's try it's hard. Def, yeah, it's trying too hard, but it is an objectively creepy problem. Maybe the kid's a try hard. Doesn't have to be the movie's fault. Uh, beyond that, think I mean, that. the main reason the think, main reason think I'm about getting that. this a less than an average score is because the lighting is really makes some scenes really hard to watch. Sure, but sure, that's that's basically the the biggest complaint I have. It, it's mostly realistically, this is mostly a judicious lack thereof movie. As as far as yeah. what it does right, I would say that there are a few scenes where uh, someone gets shot from the background, so the bullet is like coming toward the screen, and you get like blood splatter. On the camera, yeah. which is actually kind of an interesting effect. I do like that. Sometimes, but then three different times, they shoot someone towards the camera, and the bullet does not exit their body. Any of the shots. Any of the four or five shots. It's a little inconsistent. Yeah. 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 So, five uh, is what I gave it. Uh, I agree with okay. everything you both said. I think there is that issue with the consistency of the bullets. And then, I also... I, I plopped the uh, the issues with the security system of the house, and they just don't address it. Like they, I know they say that it's not impenetrable, but it's not just not impenetrable. It is exquisitely penetrable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Highly penetrable. Yeah, uh, and they don't talk about that. They just talk about how he's the best salesman at the security system company, so... 
I just feel like <laughs> lose a little points there, and it's a five. It's fine. Number one overall. Salesman. Overall, Jake. Um, my number my numbers tell me to put this like in the middle, much like most of my scores. But I'm going to give it a bit of a tilt up, and that's primarily. I, I like what Mark said about how this might lose something as you view it repeatedly. I that happened. I can can confirm that that happened. Um, this is a tense movie, and it has a really good. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bumping it up from a 6 to a 10. <laughs> that is one of the stupidest things. <laughs> I'm giving it a 6. This is a 10. Because this is, this is a tense movie. movie, and it is one of the more interesting novel concepts I've seen definitely out of the home invasion genre, for sure. And that's, I mean, look at what has become. I think that speaks for itself. It's worthy of that little bump up. But it's, it's not the best representation you can get of a horror film. So it, it can't be that higher upper echelon either. So six. so why isn't it a 10? Explain why it's not a 10. Uh, Christ, Mark. Mark. What the <laughs> fuck did you give it, Mark? I gave it a four and a half. <clears throat> oh, my God. Wow. Where you gave it – well, I, I actually feel like – so we kind of landed at the same point. You gave it a tilt up. I gave it a tilt down. If this is your first time viewing, I would go with Jake's score. If, this, if you've seen this movie, I guess my overall rating is more indicative of – the repeat viewing record. Which is what you shouldn't be doing when you rate, but okay, that's fine. Eh. I think... Mark does what he wants. There are better home invasion movies. And this one, in general, I, the world it establishes is interesting, but if you strip that aspect away of just the concept of the purge and you just set this in any other generic home invasion movie setting... It's not that great of a movie. What makes this movie good is not the home invasion part. It is the conceit of the purge yeah yes so yes, if you want to have a conversation about the purge that's great yeah but even in that case i'm not sure this movie is the one you want to watch if you want to have a conversation about the purge i agree with that i do and that's actually like i'm i feel like i'm kind of jumping the gun with this but that's one of the reasons why i picked this movie because you have this home invasion movie that then turned pretty drastically and changed what it was about as you got into movie two definitely movie three because of the i mean definitely conceit. movie two well yeah i think it gets more rambunctious each time though sure i mean yes you're not wrong it's becoming more action and less horror i'm looking Absolutely. something up real quick the the budget for number two is three times the budget for number one yep and I haven't looked up Purge 3. So w Wikipedia, I, I read something interesting on Wikipedia about this movie. They claimed that it was the first movie since 1988 to uh, make the billboard, like the, 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 the list of top movies, of top grossing movies on a very small budget. I forget what the exact figure was, but a budget, very small budget. For this one, the budget's about $3 million. Yeah. The budget for 2 and 3 are both about $10 million. Right. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it made, I think it made $89 million globally. So that's, that's a, lot. a pretty solid return on your investment. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that's entirely based on concept, is what I'm saying. Like, strip the concept away and almost no one sees this movie. Definitely. Pop the concept back in and you have a franchise. So what did you end up giving it? A four and a half? Four and a half, yeah. And I, I'll admit that's a tilt down because 
I just don't enjoy watching this movie as much. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard for me to rate it on a repeat viewing. No, I, I actually agree feel with that. like I liked it more on the first time. I agree with that. One of my notes was I didn't. I don't like this movie as much as I thought I did. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah, that's it's tricky. I gave the movie a six, and I think I'm giving it a tilt up as well for how for the quality of film I think was made here. Uh, it just doesn't feel like a five middle of the road movie. What they did, and then then the originality and the movie they actually made. It's a little better than that. Did I enjoy it that much? No, I don't know that I did, but I, g- I gave it a little tilt up. Six. So, I mean, if you strip tilt out of everything, yeah, sounds like we all gave it a five. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Sounds, that sounds yeah, it's, correct. It's a, yeah. it's a middle of the road movie, I think. <laughs> in the genre. Yeah. But Jack yeah. and I did give it a six, so we get to tell you real quick why you should watch this with your buddies and drink some beers. Jack, do you want to take first shot, or should I? Uh, I'll take first shot. Okay. Um, because this, I mean, first off, it's a super interesting concept, at least to a lot of interesting discussions. And I think that's the point of this movie is, what what about the fucking purge? What if that's a thing? What, what kind of things would, you know, happen? Um, talking about all the, the shit Mark, you and I were arguing about how to, if you steal a car, what the fuck happens? Uh, but also there's (laughs) a fun conversation to have. (laughs) Uh, there's, there's just a lot of fun, small shit in this movie and, and, kind of subtle stuff in the performances of both Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey that's just kind of nodding stuff to a little bit about what's going on. It's not overtly knowing about what the movie is, but it's it's a little bit there, and you can pick up on that in a group, and it's it's going to make it enjoyable. Jake, uh, I'm going team. with the first thing you said and ramping that up to a 10. If I'm getting drunk with my buddies and watching a movie like this, it is fun because we are going to be talking about, like, oh, you're going to be talking shit about who would last longer you're going to be talking shit about who you'd be going after. You're going to talk shit about who'd be better at bunkering themselves down. About go, how long it would take me to kill Mark. Yeah, you'd run through your entire arsenal. <laughs> That's, That's not a fun fair. Discussion. You have like 17 knives. <laughs> I have a gun, That's too. a fun discussion. Now, you, what you don't want to do is get into any sort of socio-political, economic sort of discussion because that will end poorly for everyone involved. So you got to keep it fun. You got to keep it light. That's why I recommend the beer, but not too many. Mark, why shouldn't you do these things? You guys have made good points. Uh, talking about The Purge, there's there's basically two reasons you'd watch this movie. One, you want to watch a home invasion. Two, you want to watch you want to talk about The Purge. If those are both things on the agenda for the evening, then this is the perfect movie for you. If it's not, then if you just want to watch a home invasion movie, watch your next. Watch The Strangers. Watch any other home invasion movie. It's probably going to be better as an actual film. If you want to talk about The Purge, two and three are way more entertaining than this movie and provide a lot more discussion about what The Purge actually looks like on the ground in a city. That's better than I thought you were going to do. Yeah. Um, well, considering there was no, t- no one to break the tie, I'll break the tie because it was my movie and I'm going to give it to Mark. <laughs> Fuck you. You're on my team. It's fine. <laughs> oh. I think he made a good argument. A regular Trojan dick over here. Destroys you from the inside. I am what I am. <laughs> uh, Always but wrap up, Stick yeah. around here. Uh, after this quick break, we have another segment that I don't fully understand yet, so Mark oh, we'll can explain, explain it to it's me as well football. as usual. Football. football. I'm so... Man. Okay. Uh,
So we reviewed The Purge, uh, but as I understand it, there's going to be some kind of other draft. It's somehow football-related. Football um, season. Fantasy uh, yeah. season. I understand it's football season. Jake, so, um, Jake, why don't you take it from here? Just explain what this segment is. So what Help. we're going to do is we're going to do... it's. The football season is upon us, as we just made abundantly clear. And this is about the time of year where right before at least the NFL season kicks off for good, a lot of people are drafting their fantasy teams. And we want to take that concept and make it totally nonsensical. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of a snake draft of our own, and we're going to do a horror things fantasy draft. And what that means is that each of us, once we determine the draft order, I'm not sure who's going to do that, is going to select something from the genre of horror that we want to be on our quote unquote fantasy team for the remainder of the calendar year. Let's say we will go through the three, come back through snake draft style, and then go back through once more to get three picks, which we have no fucking clue listener, how we are going to score it for, but that's the whole fun. Stay tuned. I think it's just bragging rights. You get a brag every time something comes up. Exactly. I'm still a little unclear. In terms of horror things, you're talking about just, just things that exist in horror movies? Horror movies? Uh, people who anything. are adjacent to horror. You can talk about shit that's probably going to happen on this podcast. All you're trying to do is predict stuff that will happen in the following year, and we get to call you out on how easy it is to predict. I mean, if you predict that we'll watch... That that I'll blow my load over some found footage movie, then that's not really a high level of difficulty, <laughs> is it? No. So you're drafting concepts pertaining to the coming horror year, both from the horror genre and the yeah. A to Z horror. Podcast. And it's all, it's not always to be perfectly clear. It's not always a volume play. You can go with a volume play. That's a definite. That's like a solid pick to have on your team because it's going to give you consistency from week to week, and that's important. But you also want to have those home run hitters, which might be a little more difficult to predict. But when they hit, they hit hard, and you get a boatload of bragging rights. Okay. Pick carefully. Pick carefully. Okay. Wow. This is I'm actually stressed out i have no idea what i'm gonna fucking pick <laughs> uh, yeah now you're so i think jack wants to go last jake you want to do the <laughs> honors and and uh breach the seal for us you want me to go what? first do Excuse you want to go me? first what i'm asking you is do you want to go first oh you want, do you want breach me to be on the seal wait hold on you want me to be on the clock mark yes okay on the clock that's, that's better than uh breaching the seal okay i'm my pick is in, gentlemen. All right. With the first pick in the 2017 Horror Things Fantasy Draft, Team Jake selects Larry Fessenden appearances either in name or person. That's a good one. It's a volume a play. One. You got to get the guy that's going to be your <laughs> consistent It's absolutely scorer. a volume play. I was thinking one. about Larry Fessenden as yeah. being one of mine, yep. It's a solid one. I. The funny thing is I already have one in the hopper that's a Larry Fessenden joint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, how about you? Okay. On the clock. Okay. Uh, As I immediately admonished the volume play when I was trying to explain, Jack, uh, how this works, but I think I'm going to go with my volume play on the first one. This is something I've been tracking from HRR day one. I am drafting with the second pick in the 2017 Horror Things draft. The single piano key soundtrack mm. for a trailer. For a trailer, interesting. That is a volume play. Interesting. Yeah, well, definitely a volume I mean, play. 
It is, and it isn't on the podcast, because we don't talk that much about every single trailer on the podcast. So it's a, it's an aggressive This move. doesn't have to be a podcast thing, Jack. Yeah, now I get to point it out every time it happens, as I've already been doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, which puts it on me, right? Yes. Jack, you're on the clock. All right, I think I'm going to go with uh, what I think is becoming a trope. With the third pick. With the third pick. With the third pick. I know how this works. Uh, it's it's something that we haven't talked about, but it's something I, I've been slightly cognizant of, waiting for more examples to, to have it truly break through. But maybe now that we're all looking for it, I think it'll, it'll pop up more and more. I'm looking for, in a horror movie, when a, a classic horror trope shows up and it's it's like winked at. It's not the feature of this horror movie, but it's there. It's like when there's there's a scary clown in a horror movie that has nothing to do with scary clowns, and they look at it and like get freaked out by it, but it's, that's not what the movie's about. Or in The Conjuring, there's the creepy fucking doll that moves around, but that's not what we're talking about with that movie. The so Conjuring's a worse example. Team Jack, yeah. it's a fine pick, yes, but I'm going to need you to, to tell us the name of this pick in ten words or less, please. Um, Metatropes. Horror trope redirect. We're calling it horror trope redirect. Ah, mine was better. Yours was terrible, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and if I if I understand the snake format of this draft correctly, it's back on me. The clock. You are back, back on, on the me. clock. Correct. You yeah. are back on the okay. clock. All right. Well, I don't think this is particularly a volume play, but it's absolutely something that's going to happen. It, it happens a lot. It happened this episode on the podcast. Although it sounds I'm like a volume play, Jack. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going with uh, one of us has a stroke where we try to complete a sentence that just devolves <laughs> into useless blubbering. Uh, <laughs> you know, we just it just becomes nominal aphasia. We lose track of any ability to say words. <laughs> a to Z horrorcast nominal aphasia drafted fourth overall. By Jack. Ab- absolutely. With the fourth pick. Oh, my God. Okay, that, that brings it back to me. Uh, I, I think this is going to be my high-concept pick. We saw this a little bit in uh, the year, the last year, and I feel like the trend's going to continue, so I'm going to hop on this bandwagon. Uh-oh. Comedians okay. not known for horror doing horror movies. It's a good one. Uh, by doing uh, acting in, directing, all of the above. Yes, I mean, Somehow what jumps to mind, to... Jordan Peele doing Get Out. Uh, Absolutely. Help me with the guy's name, but the dude who starred in The Neighbor. John. The guy from the the guy from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, whose name is currently escaping me. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, that guy. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. So people okay, transitioning yeah. from comedy into horror. Yes. Sui like generous. That. That's a good one. Yeah. Probably not going to pay out much, but whatever. I'm swinging for the fences with that one. That'll play. That'll play. Jake, clock's on you. Pick is in. Pick is in. Actually, guys, elephant in the room time, though. I do have to admit that um, this whole idea is oh. stolen. Good. Okay. Oh, no, we're having fun. There's there's not enough crossover, and they'd fucking <laughs> think it was hilarious if they heard it. If one of them's a horror fan, I'm going to be, I'll lose my mind. We we'll tweet this from yeah. Well, for any you of you, you who are a horror fan and not have heard our podcast, the crosstalk. I'm not even gonna be able to get it out because of the level of crosstalk from you, dickweeds. It's part of the strategy. If any of you are college football fans out there, highly, highly, highly recommend the podcast, The Solid Verbal. 
Um, they they take the same concept and basically do a draft that is exactly like this. It's hilarious. Highly recommend it. We're taking that concept and making it our own. Open and source. And that makes it fair use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> continue. Pick is in. Can you continue. Are you telling you? yourself to continue? <laughs> God yes. damn it. With the sixth pick of the 2017, you guys didn't say it right, with the, of the 2017 A to Z Horror things, fantasy draft. I'm still draft. not sure what's happening. I'm trying it. I'm going staccato because I forgot. I'm going to go with something oh, wow. that I've seen as a building trend of late, and I think we're going to start seeing more and more of it, particularly in the time period that we're in here in the next few months, and I can't – I'm fascinated, frankly, to see if this becomes even more of a thing than it already is or if it just dies out. So it's a high-risk pick, but it could become a volume play. I'm going to go with mentions of the term post-horror – Interesting. What? Okay. I don't need. I, I've, ne- I've never heard the term post horror before. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? It started to. It's beginning to be thrown around in reference to these, well, current generation horror movies that are coming out and, frankly, utilize. It's like what we would consider horrorish is the best way I can conceive of its explanation. So, like crossovers. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Really but I'm seeing, I'm seeing use of the term post horror. So for every time we see that, I'm gonna fucking call it out. Okay. All right. Mark, I'm gonna need you. Uh, the clock is on you, and I'm gonna need you to give the what eighth overall pick in the 2017 A to Z horror things draft. So the thing about that, Jack, is that's not how a snake draft works. The clock is still on Jake. He gets yeah, two is. in a row. Oh, that's right. We're not done. And it's the seventh pick, so you were just wrong in totality. I was right. Eighth pick would have been Mark. You were right in a certain way, but, you know. <laughs> but in a much more realistic and accurate way, you were wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going with another volume play. I, I really am on these this year. Uh, I think that they're going to pan out for me pretty well. So the pick is in, and with the seventh Jack overall pick of the 2017 A to Z horror things fantasy draft, I'm going to go with movies releasing during the remainder of the year, that prominently feature clowns? I mean, sure. Okay. Clowns are big Volume right now. Play. Clowns is a trope. Question, does that include the upcoming American Horror Story, or is that already out of the bag? Well, I, I don't think, think a better, is that I think a better example They already did the, the clown thing. Yeah, they're doing cult now. I think a better example would be It. Does It count? And the answer is it hasn't come out yet, so yup, count it. I think you'll find that the new, the trailer for the American Horror Story new season <laughs> fully features clowns. Yep. Well, Jake said, Jake said movies, so no, don't. Okay, don't count it. Clowns, Jake's comma, volume movies. play was not particularly. Clowns, comma, metric. movies, comma, after September. That's bullshit. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do it. August 28th through the end of the year. All right. Mark now. The clock is on you with That's the eighth correct. pick, as this I said. actually correct. And I'm going to need you to give your answer in a Christopher Walken voice. Not going to happen. Oh. Can you do true. it in a Roger Goodell voice? No. Does he have a voice? Can you do a it's, Roger Goodell No, it's basically just talk like a normal Does person. Does he have a voice? Just talk like a normal person, and I will boo you emphatically. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds accurate. Yeah. That old gypsy woman stole it. <laughs> with the eighth pick. Boo! In the 2017 Ooh. A to Z Horror, whatever we're calling this thing, draft. Boo. 
Mark selects <laughs> Jack complaining about HUD information provided in found footage movies. You suck! <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm on board with that. <laughs> if there's HUD information, I will examine it. <laughs> look, this movie ha- look, it says that it's filmed at 3 a.m. and then the next scene's at 2.45? What am I supposed to believe? I hope someone well, was that- fired for that blunder. That's such a... St- Stupidly easy thing to fix. Why do they get it wrong? Here we it's go. Asinine. You're proving oh, his point. Christ. You are proving. <laughs> Nothing his makes point. me happier than Jack nitpicking shit about horror movies. <laughs> 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 uh, Jesus. Final pick, Jack. It's on you. AKA right. Mister Irrelevant. Oh, that's what they call this last. Brutal. The last pick of a this, draft. The last pick is Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, You're not, not Mister you. Irrelevant, Jack. You're Mister Relevant. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. All right, I'm gonna go with. My favorite trope. It doesn't show up a lot in horror movies these days, uh, but it is. It is. It is the stuff of horror. I'm going with the uh, that person or thing hasn't lived, worked, or been here in X number of years. Cliche. <laughs> Appearing that was in the anything most, horror. Related. That was the most ineloquently phrased trope I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm calling it the been dead for ten years trope. Sure. Yep. So how are we, What? when are we weighing in on this? Is this through 2017 oh, and then we'll do it again for our I am sure, no, no, no. This is going to be something that is discussed heavily and argued over and puzzled over and a winner will be awarded during I'm quite the confident. 2017 A to Z Horror Omnibus Award Show Spectacular. This I'm is quite confident I will have forgotten all of my picks by next week. I'm also incredibly confident that we will not award a winner because we'll all think that it's us. We'll award a winner. It's all, <laughs> nope, it's a winner's being awarded. Well, I, th- I think if, if I do forget by next week, which I will, then I will have to give my vote to one of you two, and so it's just I'm the deciding vote. That's a valid point. Okay, as a recap, Jake has Larry Fessenden in name or person, post-horror as a term, clowns, Comma movies, comma after September. No, no, the record will show that that's not <laughs> already right. lies. Just, just the clowns, commissioner is already lying. Yeah. Jack, you have. Ah, uh, we might as well do this in order. Mark, I have single piano key comedians not known for horror doing horror, and Jack complaining about HUD details and found footage. That's a strong lineup. Yeah. That's and a strong lineup, right? there. I'm pretty happy with it. And Jack, you have horror trope redirects, A to Z horror. A to Z horror cast nominal aphasia and the been dead for 10 years trope. <laughs> yeah, I like my All good too. things. I, I feel like the nominal aphasia is definitely a volume play. You're going to get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get that three times an episode. Well, the problem is it's nobody's going to know if I edit it out, which I usually do. <laughs> we get, That's yeah, called okay. taking power into your own hands. Just, just leave us being completely babbling, incoherent lunatics in every podcast now you have an excuse yeah and speaking of that should i try to get us out of here as eloquently as possible somebody should we should leave okay <laughs> this has been episode 53 of the a to z horror cast check out everything we have going on head on over to a to z horror.com or check out the show on the phantom podcast network that's over at downrightcreepy.com slash phantom while you're at it give the show a rating like us share us with your friends and most importantly guys just go ahead and tell someone you know about it that might like horror believe it or not that actually does help also you can come hang out with us on social if that's your bag we're on twitter we're on facebook all those links are going to be down there in the description below if jack does his job which he has not been doing 
And, as always, the music's been coming at you from space. That is space without the A. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at another one of my movies, because we did, I guess, a snake draft of our own with this movie pick. Uh, We're taking a look at Spring. I'm interested for that one. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you us by us over at RDA. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Did you just stroke out? A little bit. (laughs) 